Hello everyone. You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast. We provide reliable exosome-related services and products to clients around the world. Our services cover all aspects of exosome isolation and purification, identification, antibody, and engineering. Dear friends in the audience, welcome to another episode of our program on the lovely Saturday night. I am the host, Connie. And today, we have our old friend Dr. Hofstadter to discuss the immune properties of tumor-derived exosomes. First of all, let's welcome Dr. Hofstadter. Dr. Hofstadter, would you say hello to everyone? Good evening Connie, thanks for your invitation. Good evening dear friends in the audience, I'm very glad to be here. So, Dr. Hofstadter, in the last episode, we said that tumor-derived exosomes are present in the body fluids of cancer patients. And they carry tumor-associated antigens, growth factor receptors, death receptor ligands, MHC molecules, and other components. I think today we could focus on how tumor-derived exosomes utilize these molecules to promote tumor progression by modulating immune cell function. Dr. Hofstadter, I know immune properties are generally divided into activating and inhibitory. But how are the immunostimulatory properties of tumor-derived exosomes manifested? Well, it's because tumor-derived exosomes enriched in tumor antigens and carrying heat shock proteins, as well as peptide-loaded MHCs were observed. This suggests that they may serve as vehicles for delivering tumor antigens to immune cells and activating anti-tumor immune responses. Initially, it was suggested that Tumor-derived exosomes represent a source of tumor antigens for cross-priming of CTLs. However, in vitro co-incubation experiments showed that the addition of tumor-derived exosomes purified from patient serum or tumor supernatant to freshly purified human T-cells did not promote the proliferation of these cells. That is, tumor-derived exosomes did not activate immune cells. In contrast, exosomes from activated T-cells or dendritic cells matured in vitro, readily induce T-cell proliferation. But the studies you just mentioned are all about T-cell activation. Can tumor-derived exosomes cause the activation of other immune cells? It depends. In vitro studies of heat-stressed tumor cells, that release tumor-derived exosomes rich in heat shock proteins were performed. These exosomes were found to induce NK cell activation. Taken together, direct contact of tumor-derived exosomes with immune cells may or may not lead to cell activation. I think it depends on their molecular composition and content or the conditions present in the tumor. So, what are the effects of those exosomes on dendritic cells? Tumor-derived exosomes co-incubated with dendritic cells were efficiently taken up and the tumor antigens they carried were transferred into these cells. In addition, dendritic cells are able to process transferred tumor antigens and present related peptides on their own MHC molecules to T-cells, resulting in tumor-reactive CTLs. I mean, in this case, tumor-derived exosomes are immunogenic. But this method can only be indirect after the tumor antigen is completely presented by dendritic cells. Can you share some practical applications relevant to the strategy of transferring tumor antigens via tumor-derived exosomes? No problem. The strategy has been used to produce an exosome-based dendritic cell anti-tumor vaccine. 
it has been extensively evaluated in mouse tumor growth models, and demonstrated to be immunogenic, leading to tumor rejection. But, I have to admit, in subsequent human studies, the same strategy of vaccinating cancer patients with dendritic cell-derived exosomes has so far been less effective. The ability to suppress anti-tumor immune responses appears to be a major biological feature of tumor-derived exosomes. It has recently received considerable attention as a potential mechanism leading to tumor escape. As far as I know, tumor-derived exosomes utilize several different mechanisms to suppress immune responses. Could you further introduce them? Yes. I think we can explain the immunosuppressive properties, starting from tumor cell-derived exosome-induced apoptosis of activated T lymphocytes. Growing evidence shows that serum from cancer patients, not that from healthy donors, often inhibits various lymphocyte functions in vitro or induces T-cell apoptosis. But the nature of these inhibitory serum factors has been unclear for many years. It has been reported that, when activated T-cells are incubated in the presence of serum from cancer patients, supernatant of cultured tumor cells, or antibodies cross-linked to FAS, they undergo apoptosis, such as DNA fragmentation. Pretreatment of T-cells with pancaspase inhibitors partially blocked this effect. Recently, researchers observed that exosome fractions obtained from cancer patient serum or tumor cell supernatants had the same inhibitory activity as unfractionated serum. Why this? I think the ability of tumor-derived exosomes present in the serum of cancer patients to induce the death of activated CD8 plus T lymphocytes could explain this. Spontaneous apoptosis occurred in the peripheral circulation in these patients. Annexin V can detect phosphatidylserine turnover in T-cell membranes so it can serve as an early marker of apoptosis. Over 50% of circulating CD8 plus T-cells in the early stages of apoptosis were observed in cancer-associated annexin V patients. T-cells in the early stages of apoptosis were detected immediately after blood collection, and the frequency of apoptosis was determined by flow cytometry using labeled annexin V. Annexin V binding T cells were found in the peripheral circulation of cancer patients compared to healthy individuals. I notice you mentioned that tumor derived exosomes induce apoptosis of CD8 rather than CD4 T lymphocytes. What does this mean? It suggests that tumor infiltrating or circulating CD8 T lymphocytes may be particularly sensitive to tumor-derived exosome-mediated apoptosis. Furthermore, only tumor-derived exosomes, I mean, not exosomes from normal cells, induced CD8 plus T-cell death. A high frequency of annexin V binding to circulating CD8 plus T-cells was observed in patients with head and neck squamous cell cancer, melanoma, and ovarian cancer. What factors will influence the ability of tumor-derived exosomes to induce CD8 plus T-cell death in head and neck squamous cell cancer patients? I think this is associated with the enrichment of tumor-derived exosomes in membrane-associated forms of FASL and in MHC class 1 molecules. Well, you know, exosomes with the highest content of these molecules were the most active in inducing apoptosis of T-cells but this can be partially blocked by antiphase or anti-MHC class 1 antibodies, 
and completely blocked in the presence of both antibodies. In the circulation of head and neck squamous cell cancer patients, almost all CD8 plus lymphocytes express surface CD95. And since the tumor-derived exosomes present in the serum of these patients carries FOSL, the FOS pathway is largely responsible for the observed CD8 plus T-cell death in vivo. What is the role of MHC class 1 molecules in inducing apoptosis in CD8 plus T-cells? As far as I know, the role of MHC class 1 molecules expressed on tumor-derived exosomes in inducing apoptosis in CD8 plus T-cells remains unclear. But it has been suggested that Direct binding of MHC class 1 molecules to the CD8 receptor activates the endogenous FOS pathway, leading to cellular apoptosis. Collectively, ex vivo studies of human T cells and purified tumor derived exosomes, and the observed spontaneous apoptosis of circulating CD8 plus T cells in cancer patients clearly, at least from my view, indicate that these are involved in CD8 plus T cell death. However, we still lack evidence that transferring tumor-derived exosomes from tumor-bearing mice to naive mice before or during tumor injection induces T-cell death, abrogates T-cell responses, and promotes tumor growth. Why are tumor-derived exosome-induced T-cells unresponsive in some cases? It's because compared with exosomes derived from normal cells, tumor-derived exosomes mainly act as precursors of tolerance signals. So the T-cell energy they induce is related to four factors, namely, inhibition of T-cell receptor and IL-2 receptor signaling, inhibition of signaling for T-cell proliferation, interference with cytokine production, and signaling for activation of T-cell apoptosis. Specifically, T-cells receive and process activating stimuli through the T-cell receptor, CD3 complex. The zeta chain of CD3 is responsible for translocating the activation signal to the nucleus. So, deletion of the zeta chain alters T-cell receptor function and interferes with T-cell function. No wonder. Then how do tumor-derived exosomes lead to zeta chain deletion? What is the significance of zeta deletion for tumor therapy? Good question. In fact, dose, and time-dependent inhibition of CD3 zeta chain expression in T-cells was observed in sera from cancer patients and exosomes isolated from these sera. Tumor-derived exosomes were shown to downregulate zeta messenger RNA and induce loss of zeta protein. Further, deletion or downregulation of zeta correlated with FOSL expression levels on tumor-derived exosomes. So I think it may also indicate their association with the induction of T-cell apoptosis. After all, loss of zeta is a common feature of T-cells in cancer patients. So it may serve as a biomarker of poor prognosis, as it is associated with suppression of anti-tumor immune function. Are zeta chains the only signaling element that is down-regulated in T-cells after co-incubation with tumor-derived exosomes? Not really. Coincubation of T cells with tumor derived exosomes also resulted in decreased expression of JAK3. Since the integrity of the JAK pathway is critical for the function of cytokine receptors expressing the common gamma chain, including IL2, IL7, and IL15, inhibition of this pathway results in the inability of T cells to proliferate and produce cytokines. For example, 
studies have shown that placenta-derived exosomes inhibit IL-2 production in T-cells. Importantly, while the addition of tumor-derived exosomes to preactivated CD8 plus T-cells did not promote and tended to inhibit proliferation, activated CD4 plus T-cells expanded in this setting. Interestingly, the addition of tumor-derived exosomes to activated CD8 plus T-cells significantly reduced the expression of phosphorylated STAT5. In the same situation, the expression of phosphorylated STAT5 was increased in activated CD4 plus T-cells. All in all, these data are consistent with the conclusion that activated CD8 plus T-cells are selectively targeted by tumor-derived exosomes. They interfere with T-cell receptor and IL-2 receptor-mediated signaling, thereby inhibiting cell proliferation. That makes sense that tumor-derived exosomes can regulate the expansion of T-cells, and CD8 plus and CD4 plus T-cells are differentially regulated by them. I have heard that tumor-derived exosomes can also interfere with CTL's production by blocking the differentiation of human monocytes into dendritic cells. Do you know the reason for this? Yeah, I happen to read about it. I think it's because human dendritic cells generated in the presence of tumor-derived exosomes have low expression of costimulatory molecules. Subsequently, these cells produce inhibitory cytokines and induce dose-dependent inhibition of T-cell proliferation and anti-tumor cytotoxicity. In what ways do tumor-derived exosomes lead to T-cell apoptosis? You highlight a real problem. Generally speaking, they induce T-cell apoptosis by engaging in extrinsic and intrinsic apoptotic pathways. This process includes induction of early membrane changes, cleavage of caspase 3, the release of cytochrome C from mitochondria, loss of mitochondrial membrane potential, and ultimately DNA fragmentation. It appears that the PI3K-AKT pathway is a central target in activated T-cells. Because their exposure to tumor-derived exosomes resulted in marked time-dependent AKT dephosphorylation and its inactivation. This was accompanied by decreased expression of anti-apoptotic BCL2 family members and increased expression of the pro-apoptotic protein backs. In conclusion, in vitro exposure of T-cells to exosomes released by tumors, I mean, not those produced by normal cells resulted in a loss of balance between pro- and anti-apoptotic BCL2 family proteins. This involves dysfunctional signaling pathways through the T-cell receptor, IL-2 receptor, and PI3K. Ultimately, it leads to T-cell death. These in vitro studies are consistent with reports of similar changes in BCL2, BCLXL, or BACs in circulating T-cells from patients with different malignancies. So I think this may suggest that tumor-derived exosome induces this series of events in vivo. To sum up, numerous lines of evidence are showing that tumor-derived exosomes have immunomodulatory properties and contribute to the apoptosis of CD8 plus effector T-cells. Due to time constraints, our show today is coming to an end. Thanks to Dr. Hofstadter for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you all for joining us. See you until we continue to explore the immunosuppressive properties of tumor-derived exosomes next week.